0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to my show. This is your host, Brandy J. Today I have with me here the lovely Anna Lanier. She is a life strategist. Mm -hmm. Right, Anna? (laughs) She's here to help us today. She's come to um, enlighten us, educate us, and um, teach us some very valuable tips uh, how to live a better life.
1: How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Brandy, for inviting me. Yes, as a life strategist, this this is what I do. But um, about twenty something years ago, I was a suicidal girl. So <laughs> that's that's where I came from, right? So I, I joke today when I say I, I I I paved
0: my my own road from suicidal to life strategist. Awesome! That's amazing! That's amazing! So you have you have the experience and everything, so you know exactly what what, what works and what doesn't work. <laughs> yes, yes, right. So can you, can you tell the listeners, like, what was it, uh, what point, like, after having, you know, going through all that, at what point did you decide this was your path and this is what was needed to do?
1: So I was, I was depressed for 27 years of my life. I lost my mom to depression and alcoholism. And uh, at the age of 38, I was a wreck. I mean, I was not, my son was carrying me from the couch to the bathroom because I could barely walk. I was obese, 234 pounds. I had pre-diabetes, pre-NASH, non-alcoholic liver hepatitis, all kind of stuff. And it's when I, I took control of my life and I said, this has to change. And I found the mentors to help me change my life in seven months. And after that, I thought that I'm the only one that, you know, I caught the last train and everybody else was happy on the planet except me, right? And I was happy to be in in place with happy people, right? And then I realized that, whoa, 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 there are kind of a few millions that are left behind. So this is when I realized that now that I know what works and what doesn't work, because I studied psychology over 20 years ago, and that didn't work. Now that I know what works and what doesn't work, I can help others. So yeah, that was my journey.
0: That's awesome. I love that you said that there's a million people that, you know, like it wasn't just you, you need to help others. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So with, with that being said, um, as a life strategist, what is the first thing that you saw that, that you tackled first that you, you saw in the mission? Like, okay, this is what needs to be handled first. The first thing that needs to be handled is how you address the relationships,
1: relationships with others and relationships with yourself. If you do not master relationships, you have emotional imbalance, you go on a roller coasters up and down for your entire life. Um, one simple person that leaves you can put you in depression like automatic. Boom. OK. And you don't even know how to get out of it. And you're just like quitting on your on your life and on finding love and on believing that love exists. Right. So you end up down in the ditches of depression where you can get out and also without Without mastering relationships, you don't have a great relationship with yourself. You put yourself down. You sabotage yourself. You are your worst enemy,
0: practically. Yeah. I truly believe that we are our worst enemy. And we blame everybody else, right? No, you, you, you. I'm like, no, you got to start with self. Self, yes. Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. So how would one person, like, you know what life doesn't come like a, a manual, you know, then our parents, you know, the generational thing, they do the best they can. We take that and we try to, you know, either some people stick with it or some people learn that that probably wasn't the way. How does one know, like, when is that point when you're like, I need to uh, like someone like you, like, how does somebody like know that if those are the things? Unless somebody like is like you're there to tell them, but how would they even hear it or know it? Yeah. So we have two branches in our company. One of them is overcoming
1: depression, but the other one is preventing all this crap. <laughs> OK. <laughs> <All right. laughs> What? So in the preventing the crap, okay, uh, we are working a lot with parents, with teenagers, okay? Why? They The parents don't know how to master relationships themselves, and they don't know how to teach that to their teenagers. Everybody believes that the teenager is just going to figure out, oh, they're just going to find love, everything is going to mm-hmm. be fine. They find narcissists, verbally abusive, divorces, Okay. And poor kids, you know, at a young age, they seclude themselves from the world, right? They isolate themselves and then they end up in depression and so forth, right? So this is why it's, it's very important not to wait until like I was, right? Almost dying at the age of 38 with two divorces, and, you know, in, in, in the ditches of everything you can imagine, right? Not wait until that point because it takes three and a half hours to master relationships, OK, there is a course of three and a half hours to master relationships. I mean, do you have you don't have three and a half hours of your time to strategize your life in relationship with yourself and others? But you have two years to go and sit in the divorce court. I mean, come on, let's face it. Right. So we how should I say we, we think that love life and relationship is very complicated. It's actually absolutely extremely simple. The first thing we teach is the misconceptions that everybody comes with from the society, from parents, from all the crap, right? The second thing we teach is what means to be healthy relationships. There are only two relationships that work, two types, and there are four types that do not work. If you are waking up to see one type that does not work, you're not going to find the ones that work. You're actually going to find the other three that do not work. It's psychologically proven, right? So, Um, you just get more and more and more trapped, right? Especially if you see something that doesn't work. So that's the second thing we teach. And the third thing we teach in relationship is there are only four types of men and four types of women in the world. And it's amazing for people to like, oh, I'm not unique. No, you're not. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not. Okay. I'm one of the four types of women. Okay. (laughs) Now, depending on each archetype, so we call them values, way of, thinking, okay, Uh, priorities in life, you're going to understand that people are not here to hurt you. People are here to pursue their own goals and values that might not match with you because you might be a different archetype, right? So only this sets up the stage for understanding that you are here to learn in in this world from others. You're not here to be hurt by others. And if you, if you get this right, this is the most amazing thing that stops people from entering depression. Because everybody in depression believes that everybody else comes to hurt them in a way or another. Right? So they all come towards them to hurt them. And once you understand that, no, they had different priorities. You might have not matched on the archetype level because you didn't know these secrets, right? We call them true love secrets. So, you know, little things like that. Don't wait until you're divorced and you can't find your, you know, your soulmate anymore and things like that. If you do, we do have a program called Healing from Heartbreak. We do that, too. okay? but don't wait until that stage. Like I had I had a client who came to me and said he was very young and he said, I went to a thousand dates. Like a thousand dates, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for my girl. I'm. I went to a thousand dates and I cannot find the girl. What is wrong with me? I'm like, there is nothing wrong with you, mm-hmm. except that you don't know who you are and who you're looking for. Take this this course, three and a half hours. Oh, I got it. After eight dates, I found my fiance. I'm like, good, perfect, right? So, you at some point when you fail, you believe that there is something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. and it goes down the drain, everything, right? It goes totally down, right? If you understand, you know, that this is your type and this is who you're looking for, right? And that's it. And then you know how to manage who you're looking for and what you're looking for in a man or a woman. And that's it. It's game over. So this is the most enlightening thing that the first thing that um, I received as training to overcome depression, I did not know. That it's possible to strategize your own love life, your own relationship life with your parents, your children, your co-workers, just by understanding these four men and women archetypes, right? So this is just like the most enlightened moment of my life, I can tell you, right? So don't, don't wait, guys, until, until you're down in the ditches, okay? It takes yeah. three and a half hours of your
0: time to fix this. I agree. I feel like you should like be proactive. Like if you've had been there before, then you don't wait for it to come. You're like, what can I do about it now? So I don't get in that. That's what I, I think. So it exactly. makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> and I guess so. that will just work out, right? Like when you've mastered that, like you said, you can maneuver that you can do better as a parent with your child. Um, everyone you come in contact with, like you said, at work, wherever you come, because you have that understanding, right? Exactly.
1: And you don't believe that, you know, the boss is here to hurt you. The boss is under his own stress, his own problems. Okay. That might be from home. That might be from his own boss. Right. So here it's how you can easily diffuse the situation. You don't believe that somebody is here to hurt you. This is it. This is game over. You can be more productive instead of freaked out that, oh my God, he's going to fire me because I made a mistake. You can apologize. Very simple. Okay. And if you just you know you understand, I'm sorry, sorry, we just we're on you know on the two different levels. Now I got you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Little things like that that makes a whole lot of difference because all of this stress, Brandy, with all due respect, it it hurts you physically at some point, right? So the emotional wounding that I had from childhood from my experience since I was young, from the fact that I was suicidal at 19, all this put a lot of pressure on me. I had headaches, migraines, fibromyalgia, all kinds of illnesses that there is, there is no reason for a 38-year-old to, to be in so much stress and pain, right? As soon as that stress was let go, that I understood things about myself, others, Right? I I was able to do, you know, emotional healing. Uh, I climbed a mountain in Capri in a few months after that uh, by myself in high heels. Okay. I mean, exactly. So today I, if if you look at me is like, you don't believe that I'm 40 plus. If you look at me at the age of 38, you would have, you would have bet that I'm 50. Right. So I just like, you know, things like that, that the stress, puts so much on you on at different levels that it kneels you. It absolutely kneels you in life, right? So what you want to do is don't put stress on you. You master relationship, there is no emotional stress. And that's it. It's game over.
0: Wow. This so is some good, good stuff. Before we go further, I want to make sure that I, I get this out here. And just in case you, I know you do somewhere, you have some books that you can tell us about, cause I'm going to go get him, but you can let the audience know chill. I don't have time to write books. Okay? <laughs> too
1: many people in the profession. <laughs> Okay, And I said, when I'm going to write the book, I'm going to write it with 1000 stories, minimum, if not the 2000, just because Brandy, a lot of people have excuses, right? So you will have an excuse of, Oh, I don't have three and a half hours to learn about relationships. No, you have years to be heartbroken. okay right so it's a it's a lot of excuses that people come with so i want to put on as diversify stories as possible to give them choices not excuses everybody has excuses but when you have choices when you see that somebody just like you did it right a suicidal girl from romania because that's where i'm from originally uh i talk on stage with millionaires like Jesse Cole and Julian Michaels and J.T. Fox uh, just last December, right? So here is where you were and where you can be. And this is all in every one of your audience potential, in every single one of us. But all of this pain keeps us trapped, keeps us trapped to finding who we truly are. Why are we here on earth to do, right? My mentors, when I got out of depression, they said, you're the best. Person to do this, I'm like, who me? I don't know how to run away from people depressed. I'm like, no, you are the best person to do this because you went through all stages. Yeah. And now you know what works and what doesn't. We just give it a shot. Okay. We just four of us. We just hit with everything to try to get you out. Okay. We succeeded, but we did not have a specific strategy. Okay. Because we did not, we were not depressed in our lifetime. We did not know all of this that you've been through. Right. But now you do. So now you can develop your own strategy. Now you can reverse engineer to save kids from killing themselves. With all due respect, you know, every 40 seconds somebody dies on this planet by suicide. Mm-hmm. They, they don't die because they're happy. Okay. They die because they, they they don't understand the relationship with themselves and with others. And this brings a lot of emotional pain. They feel constrained and at some point they lose it like i did right so this is why mastering relationships is like mastering the entire game of life i'm not joking right because you can't live on a on a on a island abandoned by yourself this covid thing showed us how more
0: depressed you are when you're isolated mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing you just said said everything so powerful Right before you spoke about the suicide thing in my head, you know, because I advocate strongly for bullying and the whole suit. Like you're right, and it's spiking higher within the young community. And I was applying what you were saying, thinking about that. With that, that's what we need to teach kids so they can understand themselves better and how to deal and understand others better. You know, and it just all just makes sense. So, would you say that this this here for someone, say for someone that is is not dealing but helping people? Uh, and helping parents and families understand what children are get up against and learn how to, you know, have better relationships, would this be something they can take and apply also to within that type of setting? Yes, yes. It's very important because, you see, the bully and the bullied are two different hurt people, mm-hmm.
1: okay? Yeah. <laughs> They're different, okay? One needs to prey on the energy of others to survive, okay, mm-hmm. because he suffered from some kind of abandonment. Some kind of anger, right? The other one gets withdrawn and gets humiliated and embarrassed, right? So it looks like a lower energy when we actually, the other one is the most powerful one, right? So if you understand that they're both hurt people, right? Now, how do you raise the self-esteem of a child being bullied? How do you diminish the anger of a child that is a bully? OK, this all comes in relationship with your family. This all comes. I, I, I don't get teenagers out of these situations. I teach parents how to do it themselves. OK, why? Because that's the parent who spends most time with a child, not a therapist, not a teacher, not somebody else off the street. Right. So here is, do you understand your teenager? And most parents said, no, it's here to annoy me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so she's here to annoy me me more anxiety (laughs) oh man every exactly oh man (laughs) i wish somebody would have told me right (laughs) like what did i do
1: (laughs) exactly i wish somebody would have told me but this is the truth okay that if you understand your teenager okay and i have a 14 and a half year old who slipped in depression when he was like eight and a half, so now he's good, right? If you understand your teenager, it is game over, right? Because everything they don't do right, the way you consider right, correct, as a parent, it's a cry for help. There is something they don't know. There is something they need, okay? So at each level, we we call it four stations, right? Four elemental stations. At each level of a fourth ones, they cry for help in a different way. The first elemental station is the water station, where they're withdrawn and shy. And they don't cry because they want to be invisible. They cry because they do not want to be invisible. But they don't know how to raise their self-esteem, right? Second station, we call it the fire station, is where anxiety happens if they're afraid to move forward in life or somebody has anxiety in the family, or anger happens because they don't know how to get the skills to move forward in life. And it's when we teach them these skills, all right? Mm -hmm. Relationship skills, emotional skills, mindset skills, okay? So they can be confident of, oh, now I can move over to the third station. We call it the air station. Action, doing, making mistakes, okay? Minor mistakes, okay? Because my kid almost knocked out the neighbor's... uh, fence last night when he was driving? I was like, stop! <laughs> it was like, he was screaming
0: at me, yes! I was screaming at you! <laughs> 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 it's like you are just throwing a fence, stop! You get a car fence, it's like, not good! <laughs> not that mistake! <laughs> <laughs> exactly! You were That's screaming, yes! I, <laughs> I was screaming! because <laughs> I just told you stop two times nice and you did it at some point, you,
1: you actually actually just touched with fence. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Goodness! What's a fence next to a car? It's like, <laughs> <let's> <laughs> so oh, little man. things like this, when it's doing, yes, making some mistakes, okay, but doing action, being independent, not under mommy's, you know, skirt. Yeah. Right. And here, a lot of parents have a lot of trouble leaving their teenagers mature. Okay. A lot of them are still because, for example, it happened to me. I was a single mom, right? And it was like, it was that guilt that, oh, poor him. He doesn't have a father, right? And at some point, he's like, no, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, that's actually, you know, good and bad in different direction, but he needs to learn this by himself. So he needs to decide later on in life who he wants to be, right? So I keep him down. I keep him grounded in in a different place where as a child instead of him being a young adult and turning as an adult, right? So I'm holding him down. So here is when you have to give your child freedom, right? And the last stage is, we call it the earth stage. And that's when they get responsible, okay, for their own feelings, not necessarily their own actions. It's very important that, everybody gets responsible for how they feel. They analyze how they feel and they fix it, or they're looking for ways to fix it if they don't know how. Because otherwise, if, if they don't go through these four stations and if they just go through from water to earth like a shortcut, uh, it's 100% depression. If they stay into the water and fire element, that's addiction. That's alcoholism and addiction. Okay, And if they don't know how to play all this game with four stations, the right way, um, they go a lot of times on video games and they get addicted to it because they don't know how to play the game of life. They know how to play a fake game. Mm. And it's easier to play a fake game than the real one. So this is why it's so, so important that the parents acknowledge this and help their own children. We we help the parents, the parents help their own children to have the different stations where
0: they're at. That's amazing. That's amazing. I was sitting here thinking, too, like with myself, too, like um, that makes a lot of sense. This is stuff that and I appreciate you sharing this because this is perfect. And this is stuff like I need to know that the listeners need to know the audience and, you know, like because we'll never, you know, you just kind of just pass, you know, down what parents taught you and and you just hold on. Some people just hold on to that. And I'm like, I don't think we're supposed to. They did the best they could. Now here we are. We have advanced. We have more knowledge. So, yeah.
1: When I, when I see people that said, oh, you know, I'm going to just quit my job and stay home for kids. It's like, okay, call me in six, seven years when your child gets depressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know that's a recipe, okay? Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, some elements, some of the four elements of women, they can do this as homestay mom. Um, There's actually one element that can do it only without being depressed and stuff like that. But most of them, they don't know how. They don't understand that the moment the child is born, you have to let the child go. It's not a pet. It's not a thing. It's not a possession. Right? So here is how emotionally balanced you are as a parent. This is exactly how emotionally balanced the child is going to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? If there is drama at a child, we had a six-year-old in depression. Um... In December, when I got off stage talking about suicides and depression, um, with Julian Michaels and Jesse Cole and J.T. Fox, and they're all millionaires, and they don't like to hear the word suicide, trust me, <laughs> on, the, on the stage, okay? <laughs> 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 Nevertheless, right? Um, somebody approached us. It was the uncle of a six-year-old depressed who was talking about dying since the age of four. Okay, so... This is one of the reasons we we move towards prevention of this, okay, because it's very, very important. So the child was confused about everything, okay? The mom was sacrificing her life, okay, to stay home with a child. And I said, you need to go to work. Well, I cannot. What am I doing with a child? And like, no, no, no. You need to go to work. You give your pain by mistake to your own child, okay? We're going to fix the child. That's easy. We're going to fix you too. That's easy. But you need to learn how to let the child go, all right? So things like this that you are trying your best, right? You're absolutely trying your best as a mother, as a family, right, to to raise the child properly and stuff like that, more emotionally balanced you are, more you understand that that child is not, it is a child that needs you, but there is a lot to learn from that kid too. It's your teacher as well as you or his or her teacher, right? If you understand this reciprocity, okay, this divergence that they're here in in, in your life, so you can learn from them and they can learn from you and you don't take it as a authority right i'm in charge right only right on the one way street if you understand this it's very easy to help to have a balanced child you have a balanced child man they find their true potential and their identity by themselves you have to do zero work zero work Okay. Watch them flourish. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They do things that you're never gonna believe, right? But if they're not emotionally balanced, they end up with anxiety, with anger, withdrawn, being bullied, disobedient, disrespectful, because they don't believe you can help them. You see, it's like, why should I listen to you? You are not able to help me until now. You don't give me the tools I need. Why should I listen to you? Right. Right. So. Or with video games because they don't know how to play the game of life, a real game and they play the fake one, it's easy it's easy to play a fake one, right so this is why it's so so important that we understand we understand that pain is how should I say can be taken from one to another it's easy to be given it's harder to be healed (laughs) Okay. But it's easy to be given. And this is why, you know, I tell I tell parents, is like, let them go. Let them make some mistakes.
0: Let them figure it out things. That's deep. That's deep. Cause I mean, you know, cause you're a parent and I'm one too. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, I know how hard, you know, but I know it has to be done. That's, the, you know, the thing too, but it's still not easy, but it's a selfless thing. You have to, you have to do it for their benefit. So. If a mother so. is codependent
1: on her child, like this particular mother was, right? And the child will be codependent on others later mm. on. So if you if you if you don't worry right now, it's like, oh, I want to keep my child close. Yes. But later on, uh, they're
0: gonna be used and abused by somebody else. Would yeah. you really do that? Yeah, and you're not gonna think like, oh, what's going on in their life? You're not gonna, you're not gonna add it up and think like, wait, I did this from how I didn't. You know, exactly. let them go. This is a very important message. Very important message, especially especially now too, uh, with uh, the, the social distancing. A lot of people are a lot less trusting. Um, very, you know, shut off. Or there's some people that it just it just messed with people psychologically. The the, the separation. Yes, theoretically speaking.
1: Yes, practically, we figured out that they're hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, so when you are not hurt. You're fine by yourself. You don't need people around you. yeah. When you're hurt, a lot of times you expect others to you know solve your problem. And this is like a fashion like, like sending a kid to a therapist or going yourself to a therapist. What is that gonna help you? It's just gonna quack with somebody, okay? No talking ever solved the problem. That's why it's the action station <laughs> right And we teach people actionable steps. Do this, do that, do the other, right? That's why it's an action station out there, right? Because just complaining and crying, okay, one to another, it doesn't solve anything. So this is why, you know, everybody said, oh, you know, it's a lot of depression after COVID. Not like, no, but COVID revealed the mm-hmm. depression that already existed and we denied it because we are exactly, like you said, we either blame others or we go quacking to others and we think some other people were going to solve our problems. You can't. You are the only one who can solve your pain. So what I do, I guide people to do that. I don't take their pain away. I guide them how to do it themselves. Why do you want to do it yourself? Very simple. Because next time you don't want to be in pain anymore. Next time when you're hitting the same wall, it's like, oh, but I know how to fix it. I already learned how to fix it. Let's just fix it and be done with it. Right? So Mm -hmm. here is how you not slipping back in depression or going to therapy for 12 years and not solving anything. Here is how you know what to do. You do it. Next time it comes in, it's just a breeze.
0: Mm, Very, very good. You know, let me ask you, okay. So you just said something that resonated with me, two things. I forgot the other one that quick, but um, (laughs) some good stuff too. So, okay. So say for instance with, um, okay, no, there it goes. Like with therapy, you know, because that's why I understand even more now why you're a strategist, and not like on a therapist or on this, because you're about action. Because you can talk, you can hear, okay, now you process, what are you going to do? So would you say like that, that's kind of like what people do, I noticed, like when going to the doctor or something, you go, you get it figured out, they tell you what you need or whatever they told you a lot of times, you know, but they tell you. And then, and then from there on, okay, follow those instructions, and then you won't have to go back for that, but let alone a lot of people just oh, it's happening again, and they go back so they can fix you again, and it's like, well, wouldn't it be better if you were proactive, and then you even found more ways to, now that you know what's going on, to not have to go back, so that would mean, like, let me take better care of my health in general? Would you say that kind of like the same thinking when we don't really apply those things?
1: Yeah, it's it's like, you fix it once and you're done. You don't have to fix it numbers and numbers of times. Every time when you leave your problems... On somebody else's shoulder to fix it with like a pill or with like a talk or with like whatever. It never gets done. Okay. You have to be the one who takes the initiative. You are the one responsible. I tell people, you know, it's not the therapist, it's not the school, it's not the teacher responsible for your child. Right. You are. Okay. Now you're taking the responsibility by feeding them, housing them, and buying them stuff. Okay. Take the right responsibility of teaching them how to be emotionally balanced. That's it. That's all they need. Don't worry. They'll find ways to work and f- make their money. Okay? Their kids are 18 and 19 years old that are millionaires. Okay? So leave them with emotional balance and mastering relationship. This is the most important two things ever that they need. They don't need crap like video games to purchase them all the time. This is not what helps them, okay? That's what keeps them in denial. So here is responsibility, not only for your actions, not only for your children, but specifically for the way you feel, right? Because it's very important because you mentioned blame. There is blame, shame, and guilt. And this, like, 3D chaos cube, you know, holds us down from everything, right? So um, because of this COVID thing, you know, I was in the refrigerator with my nose for two years, okay? Okay. Like everybody else was, right? <laughs> so I so I gained some weight, right? And also um, a lot of weight that I already lost a long time ago, I gained some back. I didn't gain it all, but I gained some back. And also I was born with bad eyes since birth. I wear glasses, right? And just recently I said... Okay, I need to stop doing this. Number one, I know I can lose weight. Okay, very simple. I did it before. It's only my fault. I stick my nose in the refrigerator. I should have put a sign on the refrigerator. You're not hungry. You're bored. (laughs) Things like that. And the second thing, I need to take responsibility. Even if I was born with bad eyes, I need to take responsibility for my eyes. So what did I do? Just before I talked to you, I had an eye coach. I'm not joking, there is an eye coach, okay? That is going to help me get over this problem that I have for over 40 years. It's possible. Everything is possible. If you are taking the responsibility for yourself. If I'm waiting for glasses to pick my vision, glasses are not here to fix my vision. Glasses are here to be here all the time. Unlimited. Never ending, right? So here I need to take responsibility for it. So once you take responsibility for it, you don't blame your birth from the fact that you have bad eyes. You don't blame COVID because you stayed in the refrigerator because you're the one eating, okay? You don't do these kind of things. You take responsibility. That's it. That's game over.
0: Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like no excuses for like anything that's, you know, because it's crippling. That's how you cripple yourself when you you can blame it on something. You're like, that's why... <laughs> Look at what you're gonna do about it. That's amazing. I know we're coming um down to the wire here, and I know there's so much to cover, and I would love to have you back. And we have radio platforms and all kinds of things because there's people that need this, uh, including myself. I wanted to before we go hit on this because I know I have a lot that listeners that are single moms or just single parents. Uh, as far as that, what would you say to them um, regarding because you know, I'm starting to see this. I guess I'll call it a, phenom- a phenomenon because it's really getting growing stronger where women, I don't want to say we're being attacked, but kind of shamed. I've noticed it within different uh, like clubhouses, different places, shamed for being a single mother. And, and men are saying, because the family's been broken. And I, in my head, I'm more reasonable. I'm more like understanding, empathetic. You don't know if she lost her husband. You don't know if he was abusive. You don't know like the situation at hand like why that person is single. And I just find it bothers me. And, and I don't want people to feel like that. So what would you say to that person that feels like they're failing because they are a single mom?
1: So I'm the third generation of single moms. I lost my mom to depression because she was a single mom. It was big time shame at that time, right? Um, But the, the challenge of single moms is not necessarily the shame part, okay? I will tell you, because they are warriors and they're going through life like bulldozing, Right? The problem with single moms is at some point, the child needs to find their identity and they need a male figure, mm-hmm. okay? Now, myself son personally doesn't have a male figure, has one of my mentors as a male figure, but here it, here, here I, I'll give you a shortcut, okay? Teach them relationships, which a single mom probably has a huge problems with, okay? Because that's why she's single, right? I'm single because I don't have time. <laughs> 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 Most people <are> right. <laughs> All right. I'm single with my husband next to me because I work nonstop. Okay. <laughs> All right. The second thing teach them emotional balance because otherwise they will revolt against you sooner or later and they will be conflicted between I love you, but I can't balance myself up and I don't know how. Right. And the third thing find them mentors okay of the opposite sex just to how should I say um, men mentors okay even if they're girls right why they need to find their identity they need to find there is more out there than you offer at home mm-hmm. because if you only know that this is what you offer at home only they're going to feel restricted and they're going to want to snap out and they're going to end up disobedient and uh, disrespectful, right? Because they want to snap out. It's like, this is not it. I, I don't want all of this. I want more, right? So show them more. And that's
0: the formula. Yeah, it's amazing. Like just said that, because, you know, me being one, my um, son, he's he goes out, he's leaving now actually to go to his boxing and mentors. He does every um, every week. So yeah, I know how important that is because I don't want, you know, him to, I know that he has to meet his dad in his life, but he's not here. here. And so okay. he's going to need that. I, I just want him to find himself. I saw the the insecurities in him, like not confident about stuff. And it bothered me, it bothered me that it hurt me. And it hurt yeah. me because I didn't tell him that, but I knew that I'd have, I had had to do something more because I didn't want him to go out in this world feeling insecure. And me thinking about it, it breaks my heart because, he, and I noticed I was a teacher for nine years and I, I can see that when kids, some kids, when they're just kind of like, like kind of shut in or, or like that, just that way, you know, I knew something was going on there from the, the bullying and everything. And it just breaks me when you don't, I see somebody, especially a child, not knowing how amazing they are and, and looking at everybody else. And I'm like, Oh no, can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. I, understand. Yeah. I do appreciate you though. I'm like, I'm not going to cry. I'm known for crying, but not this time. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> but it'll be a good cry. Okay. <laughs> but thank you so much, I think. And now that we know you don't have a book, but you will. You will. And I'm cheering you on for that because I'm going to be the first one to get it. <laughs> you will. <laughs> do, you, do you have any um, social media links or anything that you can leave the listeners if they want to follow you or, or get your help or anything?
1: Yeah. but So my main website is Anna Lanier, spelled A-N-A-L-E-N-N-Y-R.com. But nobody knows how to spell my name. So we had a better website called Better Ask Anna, Anna with one N, A-N-A, betteraskanna.com. And there we have free resources for somebody that is in depression. It's a course of an hour and 20 minutes free. But it's a course for parents who have their children depression for free. There are workshops for healthy relationships and parenting teenagers all for free. And we're also answering questions. It's going to take a couple of weeks. So if you have a question, instead of making a mistake in life and strategizing your life in the wrong way because everybody else tells you some kind of kookadoo things, right? There you can go to betteraskanna one type your question, and we'll send you a small video or a small audio from me to tell you exactly what to do and why you should do it and what's your next step.
0: So... No excuses, only choices. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. action strategist. just yes, strategist. I said it right this time. <laughs> thank you so much. Like I know that it lets you go because um, I'll just email you or anything if I have like a, just a, like a question or something, because I can just sit here all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much once again. And you're always welcome here. Just know that. Thank you, Brandy. I appreciate you you're welcome and to everybody else thank you for tuning in and uh you know where to find her if you need her until next time